This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. He is the gay Pakistani immigrant Muslim uh, that was uh, uh, that is a kind of a Hollywood kind of guy. And he had been reaching out to me for I don't know how long. And uh, I finally said, you know what? Come on. Because I was in a place to where I want to listen to people I disagree with and I want them to hear us. If you're honest and open, we need to talk. When he came in, whew, it was interesting. He was great. Half the building was on fire. What, what is he doing here? Why, why would you have him here? Are you crazy? I said, let's just take a man at his word. He says he has a new understanding and he wants a deeper understanding of who we are and what we believe. That's crazy. Okay. We had an interesting day. I had him on television. He was he was fantastic on television. One of the best television guys I've ever seen. He's never been on television before. He, he stayed was, quite some time in the building. Yeah. He, was here quite he a while. spent the day. He spent the day. He just... Sure, he was casing the joint. Yeah. Right. He, <laughs> he just wrote something that I want you to hear. What a gay Muslim Pakistani American immigrant learned traveling to rural Alaska the week before the election. That's the headline. Catchy. Dear 59,668,724 disappointed Americans, I know this is a devastating day, considering the toxic levels of hatred and division unleashed over the past few years of campaigning. Either outcome was going to be a bitter pill for half our nation to swallow. Like all forms of mourning, it will take time to heal as we mourn the loss of our version of the next four years. But notice I said our version, because there is another version. And that one not only has a lot of supporters, but it has legally and definitively asserted its right to be heard. It's a perspective I didn't know a lot about until recently. A few months ago, I sat down with Glenn Beck for an intense chat about hate in America. At some point, he questioned why I lumped all white Americans together when expressing a particular point of view. I have thought about that a lot. The next day, I decided to meet, uh, the, the next day, I decided I needed to understand the election from a perspective rather than my own. On my drive to work, I found for the first time a conservative talk radio station. The morning after, I found another. And ever since, since the, due to the power of satellite radio, I have been crisscrossing the country, popping in to listen to the local call-in shows. Here's what I learned by listening. Actually listening. Not wanting and waiting to speak. Not waiting to, defi- uh, to disagree or refute, but listening. There exists, all capital letters, a huge population in America who are desperately struggling to feed their families. They feel their needs are not authentically represented within this huge government. 
They feel their concerns are not being voiced by any major news outlet. They're tired of being called dumb. They're tired of being called bigoted and racist. And based on the shocked expressions of every anchor last night that all their polling data was off, apparently they aren't really counted. I was feeling such a groundswell of their frustration and unhappiness and even the strong possibility of a Trump victory that I decided last minute to travel with my husband and our six-month-old daughter uh, to Ketchikan, Alaska, the weekend before the election. Now, who would have seen this coming? Why? Because I wanted and needed to meet these people, and I wanted them to meet me. Before, Before we had a winner, How else could we both understand each other beyond the black and white, which we both have been painted in, non-stop painting in this vicious election cycle? So I went to breakfast in Ketchikan at the landing on Tongas Avenue, and I discussed the stakes of the election with third-generation fishermen. And what I learned is that their entire life's work was at stake based on potential Clinton fishing regulations. I talked somewhat fervently about the the cancer that is radical Islam with Nicole and Jim, who ran the Black Bear Inn, and we discussed how unsafe we all feel these days. I chatted with Paula, the 30-year-old bar manager, who explained that almost all of Alaska is owned by the federal government, so each vote in this community is really about their ability to support their families. Over the course of two days, I met wonderful, lovely people. Some I agreed with and some I didn't. Some of them had met a Muslim before and others hadn't. But all of them asked me earnest questions about my background and I asked about theirs. No question was offensive because the intention was non-judgmental. On my flight back, I realized that for many of us supporting Hillary, this election was about incredibly important social issues. It was a moral election for us. To most people, however, that I met on my trip, it was about their survival, literally survival. So when I read Facebook and Twitter posts this morning vilifying 50% of the country for being dumb or racist, I remembered Nicole, Jim, Paula, and I know that's not true. But how would I know if I didn't meet them and talk to them with an open mind? Only by pulling up a few chairs to personify these people we think we hate will we move beyond black and white to the way the world really is, gray. Gray, it seems, is the only way. As I walked around my office today, people are in shock. It's no surprise people are surprised by the results when they refuse to let an opposing opposing viewpoint in. What did most of my Hillary-supporting friends do when someone just disagreed with their politics on Facebook? They unfriended them. And even when Jake Tapper on CNN made the mistake of saying we instead of she, as he refers to winning Connecticut, we have to realize that we are in one giant echo chamber that extends to almost everyone we speak to and almost every place we get information. This morning... I, for one, am not surprised by the result, but I am slightly impressed by the notion that all the celebrity power and campaign money in the nation was not enough to continue to mute these Americans. 
They simply went to the polls and voted for what was in their best interest for their family, just as we do, and they won, and they won fairly. Now, before the chat threads blow up below the article, I'm not denying that some Trump supporters are racist, of course, but some Muslims are terrorists. Now, this is something that was remarkable to me when we were sitting, when we were talking, that was my point to him. Dude, how can you wrap all these white people into this? You can't say that. Are some Muslims terrorists? And that's what made him thought. Listen to what he just said. I've seen the clips of bigoted slurs being thrown out at Trump rallies. But as a TV producer, when I watched the footage aired, there aren't a ton of, uh, there aren't a ton of incidents It's a couple each time, played many, many times over. But if a group of 20 idiotic Trump Trump supporters yell ethnic slurs, is the entire stadium racist by association? No. If a Black Lives Matter supporter says it's open season on whites, is that the true representation of the movement? No. Should I be viewed with suspicion because I'm a Muslim and some are terrorists? No. The worst outcome of this election is that we have been reduced to a series of broad labels that no longer reflect who we are. Mexican, white, Republican, immigrant, Muslim. We may try to look at people as labels, but we will never truly see them because they do not look at their own lives and families as labels. Amen. If in the misery of this morning's election hangover, we choose to continue to refer to Trump supporters as one collective them, I think that this is as offensive as anything I've heard in this election cycle and as ungracious as anything we feared from Trump supporters in the defeat we assumed would be theirs. I think a key part of beginning to heal is realizing that Trump is not his supporters. Who he is and how he campaigned is truly distasteful to me. But his supporters are not him. They voted for a variety of reasons that are important and personal to them. And when I was with them this past weekend, everyone I came across shown me kindness and humanity. I hope for their sake, their quality of life improves and that they are able to continue to work and provide for their families with a safe and loving home, a home into which I hope to be invited. Wow. That is remarkable. Yeah, that's pretty great. I read a letter, uh, or an, I'm sorry, an op-ed that came in to me from Riaz Patel. He is a, a, a gay Muslim uh, married man with an adopted daughter from Pakistan who has immigrated to the United States. Think about how how many enemies this guy has. Um, I brought him in about six months ago, and uh, he said, you know, I just really want to understand, I want to understand your perspective. And and, um, he said, I've been watching you, and um, I think you're a guy who, like, is on the right track, and I want to talk to you. And um, brought him in, and a lot of people in the building were were very skeptical. Uh, they're like, um, this is exactly how I would approach you if I were Muslim Brotherhood. Who are these haters? Name exactly names. right. Who are they? So um, 
we sat down and I said, I challenged him um, and he was talking about things and, and he said, you know, but white people, blah, blah, blah. And I said, why do you, why do, you do that? Why, why do you assume all white people are that way? He left and he said that really bothered him. He realized, because he, again, was not around people like us that challenge. They just accept that. And um, yeah. he has been... Can I um, interject a question here? Are Pakistanis, what, what are they? They're not white? What are they? I don't know what they are. They don't consider themselves white, though, apparently. No, they're not European. No, but they're... I don't know if they're Middle Eastern they're black or Asian. Or, I don't know Hispanic. what they are. They're, I don't know what they are. They're not Asian? I don't know what they are, Pat. Okay? okay. Right. Jeez, for the love of Pete. Um, they're people. Anyway, um, he... You need people. He has been... Um, he has been talking to us you know, a lot. And he is, he's an amazing, he's an amazing man. He got onto the plane and went to Alaska this last weekend because he realized none of my friends know any Trump supporters. And so he went to Alaska um, and took uh, three or four days and just went there and started talking to people. He wrote the the most amazing op-ed and you want to talk about brave the most amazing op-ed where he said, boy, I didn't get it, and nobody I know in New York gets it. Here's who these Trump supporters really are. He makes the best... And he liked them. Yeah, best, most compassionate case I've ever seen. Um, And somebody that, quite honestly, people on our side would say, stay away from him, and did, stay away from him. We didn't. And in the beginning of this, he says, it's because I met with Glenn Beck... And he challenged me to think differently that I have been. And look at what I found. It's uh, at glenbeck.com now. What's the name of it, Lori? What's the name of it? My Trip to Alaska or something like that? Yeah, something. It's a long title, but it has Alaska in it. Uh, There's Pakistani, gay, Muslim, whatever. Click on that, read it, and share it with a friend. It's truly, truly remarkable. Back in the... To the Glenn Beck program. Mercury. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.